0: I would say in Piper ESPN Radio 93.5. Lante gave me a candy heart. One of them was yellow. It said BFF on it. So I really appreciated that. Although I uh, tried to chew it up before we came back on the air and I may have chipped a tooth. So uh, I
1: told you to be careful. For the record, you dug into the... Uh... I did.
0: It was that my was awesome, choice. Though, it wasn't, wasn't it? you presented it to me that said BFF. <laughs> I dug into your bag and pulled one out. So
1: Only I. like. I'm telling you right now, if my son is listening, yeah. my oldest, he'd be like, Okay, Dad, I hear all. Oh, you got, I want to lose weight. I'm going to lose weight this week. I'm not going to. And then you're eating candy hearts. Oh, I've got a problem. Yeah, fair enough. I've got a problem. I just
0: like that you put it out there that anybody else had thought that they were Lon's BFF. He didn't give me the BFF one. I pulled it out myself, just for the record.
1: Technically, the white BFF is the big one. That's my favorite candy heart. Mm. I don't know. It's like a spearmint. Gosh, or something. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, it's yeah. so good. So if you get the white BFF, then <laughs> then you know then it's you, real. you're probably my best friend forever. <laughs> <laughs> or or your creepy. biggest
0: enemy cuz I ate the the one you like most out of your bag.
1: Oh, you did get a white one, didn't no, you? No, I'm saying that I oh. would have. No, it was <laughs> it was a yellow. Don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> did you draw a white one out, Kyle?
2: No, I didn't. Okay. You, okay, you spit that back out. Yeah,
1: you give that back to me. Go wash it <laughs> off. <laughs> Hey, we got a lot of stuff. We to- do, yeah.
0: You want to do like a, a
1: little rundown, yeah. rapid fire? Remember, we used to do drive time. We did. Let's yeah. do a drive time. Like, is, can we get music for this? Why don't I just start ripping things off to you? All right, let's go. I need music though, Kyle. And oh, Kyle, what? you can take part in this if you want. What kind are we? I don't for care. Here? Just pick me a pick me a song. One that's I don't know. Like, do one that we know will last.
2: Yeah, we got to go with like the. College basketball. What what sport you start? Well,
1: no, I'm starting with that. That, All right. Listen, I'm a professional. I am a professional. All right, Derek Piper. It is quick, quick thoughts with Derek Piper and Kyle Toss. Let's go, Jeremy. Or yeah, no, not Jeremy. Jeremiah Mm -hmm. Fears. Jeremy is brothers at Michigan State. Right. Jeremiah Fears says yes to Illinois. How big is that?
0: It's a huge commitment for sure, and I'm glad you. Inadvertently mentioned Jeremy Fears because you were very much in the lead in that recruitment. A guy that ended up being an eventual McDonald's All-American goes to Sparty, and shooting concerns were something that Illinois ultimately they had Ty Rogers. Excuse the pun there. I know, right? Since he got shot. Oh, I'm sorry. Apologies. <laughs> uh, obviously yeah, I shouldn't laugh at that. Obviously very serious situation there in Joliet. Sure. Uh, with that, uh, very sad. But um, the lack of a jump shot. And when Illinois brings in Ty, they just started to think a lot about floor spacing. You see it now with Brad Underwood, his ideal roster is multiple shooters, ability Mm. to space it out. Um, So they moved on from Jeremy Fears. And and you know how recruiting goes, relationships. You can sour one and that can pay, it, it can hurt you down the road with another, especially in one family. So I admittedly was skeptical for a while. Would Illinois really be able to get Jeremiah because of pivoting away from Jeremy, but it is a credit to, number one, the program right. is on strong enough footing. It's got a big-time sell in that they're winning at a pretty good level. They're definitely in the top tier of the Big Ten on an annual basis. They have proven experience of developing talent. A guy like Io is a huge asset of being able to be a top guy from the state, comes in, turns himself into an All-American, into an NBA draft pick, and now is making legit money on his second contract with the Bulls, what Terrence Shannon's done as a player to develop, what Coleman Hawkins has done, what, the type of career that Trent Frazier had. I think that that is obviously something that Jeremiah has been able to, to see and witness with his staff. And Jeremy and I – Jeremy uh, confused confusing my Jeremys. Jeremy Warner <laughs> and I on our podcast yesterday were talking, and I thought he made a good point. Like, Jeremiah was – you go back to, like, 2018 when Brad wasn't winning and they took right. 20-some losses – like Jeremiah Fears was like 10 years old for that. Wow. So he's really only known wow. like in recent memory, Illinois, of being like a, a real player in the Big Ten and a, a very successful team. So I do want to give Jeff Alexander a lot of credit for yeah. this. A guy that usually, you know, Tim Anderson and, and Chester Frazier have gotten a lot of the the do and, and, and the, the hype for their recruiting success. But this was one that Jeff definitely earned, and he would have had – Jeremy Fears, uh, if Illinois continued on through the finish line with that one. But getting Jeremiah, to talk about him as a player, he's just really, really offensively talented. uh, Great dynamic ball handling, uh, smooth stroke. Doesn't need to shoot it more consistently from the outside. Something that he did really well early in his high school career. It's kind of fallen off a little bit of late uh, in terms of him being a a bona fide knockdown shooter. But someone that has a lot of upside, particularly just with his offensive skill set. Needs to get stronger as any 16-year-old does. Uh, you know, as you know, uh, with with Andrew, anybody out there, I mean, you could say that about Merez, he's a physical monster, you could sit there and say, all right, you know, the Big Ten, pretty physical, but as I throw it back to you, it's it's a big get, especially to get him done early, and Jeremiah just has a lot of national appeal, like, he's a very popular player that I think guys maybe will want to play with, and that's one that resonates not only
1: locally because he's from the state, but I think nationally as well. He's a big enough recruit. I want to stick with him. Give a lot of credit to the Fears family because there could have been a lot of ill will after what happened with Jeremy, right? I mean, it was essentially Illinois saying, hey, we want you, and then it was like, eh, I think, right? Yeah, it was. was. So give the Fears a lot of credit, and like you said with Jeff Alexander and the staff, a lot of credit for mending those bridges and sticking with him and I think it's great. I think it's awesome to hear this because too many times there have been either a couple of players like from the same family or whatever that always end up leaving and going somewhere else, and you're like, man. And this is a really cool story for that. Jace Butler is coming in a year before. How does Jeremiah Fears share a backcourt with Jace Butler?
0: I like the way they compliment each other. On the note, Jace moved up in the updated yes. 24-7 sports rankings yesterday. He's now a top 100 wow. recruit, a four-star. He goes from being essentially unranked or I think after he committed 24-7, put him like at 225th or whatever in the country. But uh, he's been a really, really stellar senior season so far based on the stats and, and some of the highlights I've seen. But I like him. Uh I like that he's got the size at 6'4". Not as flashy of a game, more of that high IQ and, and just really steady, make the right play as far as passing goes. I like his his smooth mid-range pull-up. But a guy that can kind of set the table a little bit more and, and facilitate where Jeremiah is known primarily for his scoring right. prowess, but I do think he's gotten better as a passer over the last year or so. I saw him in EYBL this past summer, and I thought it was pretty impressive. Him, number one, playing up an age group. Running the point for Brad Beal Elite, but nice. just the way that he made some mature, just decisions with the ball and and ability to set other guys up. So I think you see a backcourt that can have both play on or off the ball, both run in transition, and the ability to have multiple guys who can break down a defense and just be mer- multi-dimensional with the ball in their hands. I mean that's that's obviously a very very good thing. So uh, we'll see if Dre Gibbs Lawhorn is still You're obviously right. potentially in that right. mix as well. When both those guys are on campus. And so, Nico, right? And Nico too. So you, you've got some options there. Really, like in terms of bigs, like they got Merez, they've got Amani, uh Jason Jackson is more of a long term piece, but he's added it in that mix as well. Uh and then at guard with the guys we just mentioned, filling out the wings will be important for the future. Of course, it's too hard to project that far down the road. Right. You got the transfer portal and everything,
1: but I do like the foundation that they have, at least so far, for the future. Two questions on mores Johnson. Number one, I give credit Luke, to Lucas Tay for this one. If mores Johnson was heading to Duke, he would be a five-star. True or false? I mean, <laughs>
0: that's hard for me to say. <laughs> I think a lot Lucas of times... Lucas is like, you know he would! A lot of times, yeah. Okay. And, and he would have been named a McDonald's All-American, yes. which he wasn't today. Okay. Oh, so, he was not? He was not. And usually... It's no coincidence that a lot of those guys, yeah, who go to the blue blood programs, it's disgusting. Get an extra boost in their rankings, or just they're they're thought of differently. Now, a guy like James Brown, I, I think it's Joe. worth mentioning. Wow, he committed to North Carolina. He has fallen off. He's
1: like a three star. Cliff, now, right? yeah,
0: he's actually a three star now, just mm. ranked above Jason Jackson. So, while there was really Illinois was recruiting both Marez and James Brown. But when they were kind of navigating through that, they ended up with the right with
1: gotcha. the right guy. Gotcha. Uh, Kyle, jump in at any point if you want to say something. Kyle, um, would
0: Merez be a five-star McDonald's
1: All-American yes. if
0: he was committed to Duke?
2: I think he probably would Do I, do I have it right that he's like the highest-ranked four-star without being a five-star? Is that what I saw? <laughs> he's um... According to. He's that, right on that fringe. That might actually think they, be true. It's a new I think they, one for Illinois. You think they you know? went down the list and they're like, "All right, Duke, Kentucky, yeah. oh, Illinois, wait, wait, we'll, wait. we'll cut it off yeah, here." Right yeah, that's, <laughs> that's that's where we'll make
0: the line.
1: That's the perfect cutoff.
0: So if you look at are these composite rankings? Good call, these, Kyle. Uh, hold on, let me effort this.
1: That's so true, though. Like Lucas brought that up to me immediately. It's like it's amazing that Merez just happens to be a four-star, you know, and he's like. You tell me if he went to Duke, he wouldn't be a five. And I'm, I'm gonna, like, well.
0: <laughs> I'm going to get a call from 24-7. Like, we heard what you said on the radio. And,
3: uh, <laughs> well, that was Kyle and I. You're reprimanded. Yeah, it's
0: not, yeah, not well, his fault. Not Derek. It looks like there are 16 five stars. Oh, okay. So him being at 27th overall okay. in the country. Okay. A little maybe, bit of a gap. Maybe it was there.
2: One, of, one of the like
0: five different rankings. Of, not yeah. The, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, ESPN put Jeremiah Fears as a five star. Oh, yesterday. Okay. So if you want to go by the ESPN rankings, but of course we trust the. uh, I'd rather go by yours. By 24 7.
1: Last thing on Marez Johnson. I read an article today from Jeremy Warner, your other BFF. Mm -hmm. Like he gives you purple BFF. BFF. (laughs) So uh, he wrote an article and listed out the top 10 signings under Brad Underwood. Now you have to pay to get it. So I'm not giving this away, but Derek Piper knows where. Marez Johnson fell in that. Yeah. How good is he going to be at Illinois?
0: He's got a chance to be a monster. Yeah. He's uh, I'll spoil it. He's above I would assume like, Barely, right? Barely. Like they're percentage both, points if or you something. Look, if you look at the yeah, they're like point nine eight 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 eight. It creeped me versus out. Like point right? nine nine point <laughs> eight 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 seven or whatever. I don't know. It's it's by a fraction of, of rankings points and whatnot. Yes. But um, He's a physical monster who's really athletic. Has only gotten stronger. He's now added a lot more to his bag offensively in that he can finish both hands. He can spin off. He's just a lot spin off a defender, finish with the offhand, can face you up and drive you a little bit. He's knocked down some jump shots, which he'll only continue to work on more. In addition to being a high-level, high-level rebounder, a high-motored, run-the-floor type of big man who's also very active defensively, I think that there's obviously a lot of excitement about him for good reason. Will he be a one and done? I don't know about – I'd probably mm. say no. Gosh, I hadn't even thought about that. But I think he can be someone that – in Champaign too you'd be lucky to get three years out of him, maybe two years. And uh, he's he's really
2: outstanding. He's more or less going to be the focal point of their plans for next year, right? That's I That's mean, crazy, isn't it? Yeah, I he's mean – He's going to
0: start. I would think you would start. You're going to obviously have a chance to go in the portal and get some immediate impact, especially imagining on the wing. We'll see if they want to go get a point guard, if they're going to ride with Jace and Ty and and how they evaluate that. But – yeah, no, Merez, as of right now, I would imagine would be in line to definitely get big minutes regardless, but possibly even start as a freshman.
1: Luke Goody will join us Thursday following the Northwestern game. How about this? And you guys, I'm leaning on you two to remember this. How about Friday? Even though we're in the middle of the season here, let's look ahead to next year just a little bit on how what all Illinois is losing and how, they, how we could see them going about piecing together. Now that we know that you've got – Merez coming in, Jace coming in, and Jared? Jaxus, Jason. Jason, sorry. that there's the start of that. I'll be calling him Jared from now on. Uh, maybe do that Friday. That, I think yeah, a lot of sure. people would enjoy that kind of that little lesson. Okay. Give me a music bed switch, Kyle Tosk. Kyle, my DJ friend. Bring it. It's NFL, so I'll start there. Shane Waldron. I have personally enjoyed. Not enjoyed. In fact, it's complete opposite. As an Arizona Cardinals fan, I have admired Seattle's offense and what he was able to do with Geno Smith, especially last season. I'm like, what? Shane Waldron did some great things with the Seahawks. He's now the new Bears offensive coordinator. I, I don't have to hear any more about Getsy Is that his name? Getzky yeah. or whatever the hell his Getzy. name was. He Jetsky. actually uh,
0: interviewed for the OC job with the Raiders, which – I have no idea why he even got that call. Ah, but really? Yeah, that is interesting.
1: So what do you think of Waldron? What do you think the Bears did there? You like it? I know I do you like, like it.
0: it. Yeah, I mean, it's impressive what he was able to do, like you said, with Geno. And last year, the numbers fell off a little bit. They were a top 10 offense two years ago, and they were a surprise playoff team. Last season, had some injuries, like Geno missed some time, and Drew Locke had to fill in, and uh, just in general, was, was kind of a banged up offense. Kenneth Walker missed some time as well. So I won't hold him too accountable for that but uh, a guy that's been a play caller yay we actually have an oc that's called plays in the nfl uh that's a that's a bonus <laughs> this uh, is like
1: your 48th oc in the last 49 know, years and it or yeah pretty
0: much but look at tampa who just hired from that same coaching tree uh dave canales was the passing game coordinator with the seahawks and was in his first season as the oc to the uh, this past year with Tampa and really did a good job with Baker Mayfield. Yeah, uh, Talking about reclamation projects from being part of the Geno Smith and then what he did with Baker and uh, coming to Chicago. I don't, I don't know what it means in terms of Justin Fields or not. Like, it's not... a Greg Roman would be a, a, probably an automatic, like, geared towards a running quarterback and, and that would be the... You'd seem like the seamless fit for Justin Fields. I think this keeps it a little more open-ended. Fair enough. In terms of... You know what this means with the with the decision between like a Caleb Williams or Justin Fields but um, yeah no I, I like it it's a guy with a track record that you obviously can see and it's a lot better than what the Bears had previously
1: before I get to the Illinois football news since we've got NFL playing give me your thoughts on this weekend Kyle I want you to weigh in as well I think one upset if you call it that Kansas City beats Buffalo the Bills, the poor Bills. I mean, if you if you can't get that one done, mm-hmm. then you're just never really gonna ever beat Kansas City. I believe. I, I mean, is there?
4: You hate to see it. Has really, there ever? The yeah, Bills, I know. Listen Bills to lose.
1: you. <laughs> has there ever been a franchise that's been so close? Like, like there's never been as bad a franchise as my Cardinals, but like the Bills, four times were in the Super Bowl. And didn't win it. And now like this happens yesterday and they've just they've had teams the last three years that could compete for a Super Bowl. Last year you lose an overtime when you were like I think that was last year, right? Or was that yeah, last year. And the Chiefs had to score in like twenty seconds and did. And you're like, What? And so it, it's just crazy how poor Buffalo, man. I don't know how they deal with it, but what else did you consider? Well-
0: I guess, technically, last year they lost to the Bengals.
1: Oh, well, oh, that was a regular season game, wasn't it? They, yeah, well... Oh, no, 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 they no, lost it the over time. Yeah, the playoff My bad. was a couple years ago. My bad. Ago. Okay, so that wasn't against Kansas City. Okay. Um, what do you think, though, of this weekend? What, what, what really stood out to you? I mean, Baltimore... Look, Houston came in red hot, and Baltimore did a great job of uh, showing how good they are. Mm-hmm. Detroit wins again. I'm excited for the Lions. I, I think that's wonderful. And who am I forgetting? What was the fourth game? San Francisco, barely. Barely by Green Bay, man. Maybe could say should have won that game? I would say that. I think they outplayed the Niners. They missed the field goal, right? That would have tied it. Or no, that would have put them up. Now, how did it work with that field goal? From Anders.
2: It would have, right? It would have. Tied it. It was a tie. Or it would have okay. put them up seven no, so that yeah. the touchdown would have uh, tied yep. it for San Francisco.
0: Okay.
1: Yep. Okay. Wow. So what did you think of this?
0: Yeah, game? I mean, Buffalo, it's disappointing. They've lost home playoff games the last two years. Mm. There's going to be a conversation about Sean McDermott. I don't know if personally I would move on from him. It's hard to blame him too much. Even though they're, they've had some inconsistency – in the regular season, especially this past year, where it's like, are they playing up to their potential? It might just be that Josh Allen is, is still figuring out the turnovers and whatnot. They also have an aging defense that's been banged up a lot, too. So, um, But this seemed like the – this is six straight AFC championship games for Patrick Mahomes, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And this was the best chance for someone to knock him out, especially Buffalo getting the benefit of that. It was a correct call, the Kadarius Toney – Lining up offsides that made it so that Buffalo would host this game um, and not being able to get it done is is extremely disappointing. I thought the Packers outplayed the Niners. Yes, I was pretty impressed. Jordan Love made it through a, a bad pick, and I saw <laughs> everybody on Twitter compare it to the Brett Favre across his body. Oh, yeah, uh, which oh, yeah. I mean, it, it was pretty <laughs> it was pretty dead on. But um, don't think for a second I didn't take just a little bit of enjoyment in Green Bay losing. <laughs> but I I legitimately was like. Pulling for them in that game, I, I don't know, I, for whatever re- reason, I was in a weird space, I guess, but uh, I, I just respect what Jordan Love's done. I, I like their young pieces on offense, and it it did show a little bit of susceptibility that Brock Purdy's had some chinks in the armor here recently. And now he wasn't talking, very good. He wasn't very good, and we saw that in their Monday night game or Sunday night game against the Ravens as well, where he threw some picks. And I'm excited for this this Lions Niners game. Definitely be pulling for the Lions. And then on the side of of Baltimore, I didn't see much of the Baltimore-Houston game. They just got it done. I mean, it was just one of those they just got it done. I'd be curious in your guys' thoughts. It just seems like that defense, it almost reminds me a little bit, and this isn't the perfect comp, but I remember like the the New England defenses against Peyton Manning or even the Baltimore defenses (laughs) against some of those like Tom Brady and Mm -hmm. and whatnot maybe could – this Baltimore defense provide that much of a problem for Kansas City, especially without a great receiving core. I'll be interested in what that game is, but a lot of pressure and seeing if Lamar can finally get the real playoff monkey off his back. I, I like the matchups. Would have preferred that KC lost, so we don't see more Taylor Swift. And would have preferred uh, that. Uh, uh. I don't know. The San Fran Green Bay was probably a no win for Bears fans. But I, I agree. Go ahead, Kyle.
2: Kyle, any thoughts? I don't know. Yeah, I mean. As somebody who the Bills just own my team, <laughs> I'm not going to lie and say that I take a little bit of pleasure in them failing again in the I playoffs, similar to it. Derek with the Packers. But I I feel like, man, that was their best chance. You get Kansas, a Kansas City team that has been admittedly down by everybody. This is not the same level of Chiefs roster and weapons around Mahomes that there's been. And you get a home playoff game, after you've won like seven in a row coming in, and you can't get it done, that's just that's seems like a missed opportunity for the Bills to no finally doubt. break through. There's no doubt. I'll tell you what, though, I think the Lions are gonna give San Francisco all they can have. I hope. I think San Francisco has not looked quite like themselves. Brock Purdy has struggled late in the year, and there's this just a feeling to me around the Lions like this is that that team that everything's turning up Detroit right now. It would be awesome. And I I think that's going to be a really good game and I would not be surprised if the Detroit Lions knock off the Niners.
1: What would your ultimate Super Bowl be now that you know these four teams? I'll be honest with you, I'm tired of Kansas City as well, Derek. Mm-hmm. But I kind of I think my ultimate Super Bowl would have Kansas City against Detroit. I think that would be cool for That'd I be would, fun. I would be rooting like hell for the Lions. I would worry that it would be Kansas City getting the Super Bowl crown again so in a way I almost kind of hope Baltimore wins but there's a sense of like a Baltimore San Francisco Super Bowl does that excite you I guess it does It'd be a really I good game it, it yeah, should be a good maybe game. the
2: two best
0: teams
1: in the yeah, league the two one seeds right so I don't think we'll end up with a bad matchup no I, agree. I mean even
0: Detroit and the Ravens I mean it may not have the same kind of Appeal is is if you get a, a Patrick Mahomes or obviously the Niners with McCaffrey and whatnot, yeah, but yeah, I mean Lamar's the MVP and De- Detroit is very very likable and talented. I could see though the Lions versus KC. Oh, the lead up though to Taylor Swift is oh, uh, yeah, at no, the Super you're Bowl right. Yeah, we, no. we need a Baltimore win. Will she yeah, go we... out there and like guest appearance in halftime oh, and all this yeah. stuff? Oh, uh, no, but right, it, it would be yeah. easy for America to get behind Detroit though. Big time. So I, I would like the the clear like all right. Let's pull super hard for Baltimore the Lions and have the Chiefs go down here. I'm fine but. with
1: that. Uh, Chris did say the Bills D was totally decimated. They were they were totally decimated in that thing. Three hundred nine said, "Will Jordan Love own the Bears for the next ten years?" We're moving on. I don't think so. We're moving on. I don't think so. Last thing in this quick thing, and then we'll come back probably with some uh, some. Brad Underwood, sound, et cetera, from the win and looking forward to Northwestern. David Gibbs named Illinois Associate Head Coach slash Defensive Backs Coach, so he takes over for Antonio Finellis. Gibbs spent nine seasons in the NFL, Houston Texans, the Kansas City Chiefs, and also the Denver Broncos, but he's been all over college. He was previously at UCF, and uh, he comes with a ton of experience, Derek Piper, and Kyle Tosk. So, what do you think of this? I think it seems to be a good move from a guy that has been around football for a long time. Brett Bealma basically said, "quote I have known and respected David for over 30 years in the profession." So, obviously, these are uh, this is someone that Coach Bielma knows all about. I asked if he was related to Joe Gibbs from the uh, Redskins, but I don't see it in the article unless I look past it. I would assume that would be something they would throw out in the article, so I don't think there's any relation. But David Gibbs, the new DB coach. Thoughts? It's a very extensive resume for sure. Big when you time. look
0: at the NFL and also the the college stops. Also, fun fact, there was some overlap at Missouri between him and Ryan Walters. Yeah. So some familiarity there and, and obviously, you know, being able to bring in or just relate to a, a very similar system. Uh I not not to say that the Missouri defense was the exact same of what they were doing. Uh, at Illinois but uh just to to know that things work pretty well when Ryan Walters was in the building and obviously you know you also you have Aaron Henry that's still here too but uh, I like the idea of having someone with that much experience under their belt He's even been a defensive coordinator at different times at Houston at Auburn at Minnesota to provide that as a backing for a young DC that sure. needs to be let's just say it needs to be better this year now we'll see if the Personnel is upgraded enough because while Finellis was definitely inexperienced, especially at the Power Five level, this was his first time as a assistant a position coach uh, at that at that that level that echelon. Um, the defensive backfield, in particular, the cornerback situation was not ideal, if not really really bad. So uh, we haven't seen a lot. Uh, jog my memory if I'm in- incorrect, guys. Have we seen a transfer? A transfer portal, defensive back, a corner that they've Nope. No. I think it was a
2: junior college one.
1: That's who
0: I'm thinking
2: of. Chase Canada. That's
0: still a huge area of concern for me. So we'll see if they can get more out of of that position. You, of course, lose Taz Nicholson, who, by the way, ended up at Louisville ultimately after uh, Ole Miss.
1: Did their coach leave? No. Lane Kiffin's still there. Or did he he not go to Ole Miss? Is that where he ended up? Yeah, he went to Ole Miss and then decided to go to Louisville. he just decided to to flip it. Sky Clark gave him some Uh. cash, gave him a ride in the Lamborghini. (laughs) Yeah. That's what happened.
0: Anywho, so, yeah, I mean, I'm not that familiar. Um, I never admittedly heard of of David Gibbs, but seeing the resume, it's a guy that's been around a lot and
1: is more experienced than what you had in Finellis. I'm still weird about Andy Boo. That thing still is weird to me, but – I did renew my tickets today, so I now have a shot at a Brett Bielma autograph football. So just, you know, just to let everybody know. Perfect. And if I win that, you can't claim that it was like a, I mean, you know, I'm as I'm equally, equally right to have that ball as anybody. All right. Uh, when we come back, I know we've got Brad Underwood chatting a little bit of Northwestern, but yeah. also talking about. The win against Rutgers and what Terrence Shannon meant, et cetera. So I'd like to hear all that. We can do that. Let's do so. And you've got your Diamondbacks hat on. You were called out on I that was. early in the yeah, day. Yeah,
0: Zach said he wants me to wear the
1: Cardinals hat. I don't I don't know. I just
0: Tommy ballgame two year. Two year, yeah
1: extension Tom, Tommy tommy we haven't talked much about matt carpenter and that's <laughs> probably me. probably for good reason oh, um, i didn't mean to cough right there i yeah. honestly didn't but it worked out perfect yeah anyways matt carpenter
0: you hear from brad underwood coming up next this is the drive <laughs>
3: First Federal Savings Bank of Champaign Urbana invested in our community since 1908. Before you buy your home in 2024, we invite you to speak with one of our experienced lenders, Jack, Jim, Kim, or Lane. Experience the convenience of working with a local lender with local service, decisions, and loan underwriting in our comfortable offices. Visit us to experience the exceptional friendly service from our knowledgeable staff. Hey, if you're not already banking with us, give us a try. We think you'll love it here. We do. 356Bank.com First Federal. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, and a
4: When it comes to finding a reliable vehicle, look no further than Sarah Champagne, your trusted automotive destination. They carry a lineup of top brands, including Honda, BMW, Subaru, GMC, and Buick. And they're not just about cars. They're about people. Their team is dedicated to providing you with trustworthy service and dependable vehicles that fit your lifestyle. Experience the difference at Sarah Champagne. Visit Sarah S. E. R. R. A. Champagne.com.
5: I-L-L-I-N-I. Cheer on the Illini and Pia's. The pregame fun starts at Pia's Sports Bar and Grill. Pia's serves up its famous 10-ounce Slugger Burger along with great wings and so much more. Enjoy 350, 22-ounce light and coarse light drafts every home and away Illini game. Watch the game at Pia's or ride the free shuttle to all home games. You'll find it all at Pia's with live video gaming, sports, food, drinks, and fun. See you at Pia's, West Springfield Avenue in Champaign.
4: Are you tired of shivering in the winter? Look no further than your local heroes at ABC Heating and Air Conditioning. Hi, this is Gina inviting you to give us a call at 217-352-5400 to book your appointment to make sure your furnace is run safely and efficiently this winter. We've been proudly locally owned and operated and have been serving our community for over 50 years. ABC, always be comfortable. Call me, 217-352-5400 to book your appointment today or go to abcheatingandac.com computer systems to brakes and tires too. At PDR, fixing cars is what they do. Remember, when you turn the key and the car won't run, call 367-9481 or use their dedicated text only line at 383-0619. Additional information including repair quotes and online scheduling requests available from the website at pdrauto.com. Remember, they are what's best for your truck or car. They are PDR. Illini fans, gear up to support
1: your Fighting Illini men's and women's basketball team this year at the official fan store of the Fighting Illini, Game Day Spirit. From buy one, get one free basketball T-shirts to official NIL merchandise, Game Day Spirit has everything you need to support your Fighting Illini. Shop with them in store at the corner of Neil and Kirby in Champaign, 6th and Green in Campus Town, or online 24-7 at gamedayspirit.com. Game Day Spirit, where Illini fans shop.
5: Hi, this is Chris Jackson with Kramer Siding & Window. And whatever your project, you can count on Kramer Siding to offer you the best products, backed by the best warranties in the business, and a lifetime of great customer service. And right now, you can save 10% on roofing, sunrooms and decks, get 15% off gutter helmet, and you can save 25% on preservation siding, windows and doors. So call today or visit us at KramerSiding.com and let's get started on your project.
1: Are you one of those guys out there tinting windows day in and day out, all different shades of black and ready to put a little color in your life? Come work for us. At Aftershock, we're looking for a guy with experience in wrapping, whether it be window tinting, vinyl wrapping, anything of that sort, or somebody with just ambition that wants to show up to work and be proud of what they do. You know those wraps with Troy Lands on the back waving at you? That's our work. Call us, 833-DECAL-IT, or email office at aftershockdd.com we want you. A tradition of excellence over 150 years in the making. At Busey Bank, we're committed to building relationships that span generations. Wherever your journey in life leads you, we are with you along the way, creating a legacy for you and your family. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank
3: of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. Now it's uh, you know onto the road and, and uh, life in the Big Ten on the road uh, always has its challenges. Um, you know you get uh, great great crowds and passionate fan bases, and uh, uh, you get a team for the second time, one that uh, uh, we played very well against in the first game. Uh, we made shots, um, and uh, you know it's it, this is a team that has has beaten Maryland, has beaten uh, Purdue at home. Um, they're uh, <clears throat> shooting the ball much better at home uh, than they have on the road. They just lost a tough one uh, at Nebraska. But um, Langborg, Bartonelli, uh, um, um, uh Barnheiser, those guys shoot the ball uh, at a really high clip at home. Obviously, I think Boo is uh, one of the outstanding guards in the league. Uh, and, and, and the head of the snake there. So uh, expecting a very, very tough game. Um, you know, a team that uh, um, is uh, coming off a loss and, and uh, has been very good at home.
0: Brad Underwood from earlier today discussing round two coming up between the Illini and the Cats. This one will be taking place in Evanston, where they've been pretty tough here in recent years, especially already beating Purdue there. Second year in the row, in a row they've done so at home. They also have a recent win at home against Maryland, 72 to 69. They lost over the weekend at Nebraska, so. Hubuyan and company did not see Terrence Shannon in the first matchup and no. still got thumped. But that's not to say I don't think this will be a very tough game. I actually obviously would side in that direction as I look at it. But what do you guys think in terms of seeing Northwestern again, a team that definitely plays better at home and its first game with Terrence on the road, which you would imagine is going to be oh yeah,
1: quite an environment. Is the Screamer lady going to be there? I hope to God not. Um, normally this game would scare me, and I mean that, because this is a pretty good Northwestern team. Sure. Obviously, we understand that. Plus, with a guard like Boo Booey, Ty Berry hasn't done a lot, but he's kind of sneaky, quiet, good, where he'll lead him in rebounds and get him double figures. I like Langborn for this Northwestern team as well. They've got some guys that can damage you and can do some damage. So in the past, this would be a game that I would really worry about Illinois going up. I just think Illinois is so good that they're not going to go lose to a Northwestern team, whether it be – well, definitely not at home, but in Evanston. I think this Illini team with Shannon back, I mean, you figure I, – I, I have to assume the game against Rutgers, you know, he was a little bit rusty. Everybody was trying to figure out. You know he's back now. Mm-hmm. Everybody's trying to figure their roles out. You're learning again—not learning, but you're playing with a guy again. Now you've had that under your belt plus some practices. I—I just—I'm I, I, not saying like I'm 100% Illinois is going to crush Northwestern. I don't think they'll crush them, but I think Illinois gets the win, Kyle.
2: I agree. I think it could be a close game. It's not going to be a 30-point blowout like it was. At State Farm Center, I'm pretty confident in that. I think Northwestern at home tends to play in these uglier games yes. where maybe Illinois struggles a little offensively. I just think Illinois is a great matchup for this Northwestern team. Like it's Yeah, they
1: give them fits defensively.
2: They do, yeah. They did in the first matchup. at Boo Booey, other than last year when he had the 35 here at, in Champaign, has been bad against Illinois his entire career. I think even more so with this team. And now you got Terrence Shannon you mm-hmm. can throw on him and – Take that matchup, and I I do think, like, based on what I saw in terms of how Northwestern guarded the booty ball and some of the matchups that Illinois got in the first matchup, like Illinois picked them apart on offense. And so I think if there's any path for Northwestern winning this game, it's on the defensive end and making this a slow, ugly game. And I just think this Illinois team, like you said, is too good offensively to allow that to happen. So I think it could be a single digit game, but I. I feel pretty good with Shannon back. That Illinois should be able to take care of business in this game.
0: Yeah, and they don't match up well at all with Shannon. Hmm. And there are a few teams that do, <laughs> no. but they play a smaller backcourt with Bowie and and Barry. That's a great call. So, like, that's something that's going to be a real problem for them. I would imagine. I teased this earlier. Like i I would expect, even though Chris Collins's game plan has been pretty clear that they've doubled the post, pretty much without question like they, that's what they do they double and play out of it but Illinois like Kyle said just destroyed them with baseline cutting and, and the, every double led to an open shot whether it was a cut to the basket from the the weak side or it was a kick to the the perimeter to hit a three so uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to vary up their just principles defensively when Marcus Damas is backing down or sure. Ty Rogers is backing down but uh, I, I will say I mean if they can beat Purdue At home, they could beat Illinois. Yeah, I I, I do believe that. Like, although they do like Nicholson matches up better with Edie than like some of these small guards Mm -hmm. match up with with Terrence Shannon, in my opinion. But um, by the way, an eight one six said, supposedly the Screamer Girl is back again. Thought she graduated
1: when she's gone. She should have graduated unless she's going to med school. Maybe she was back for a game. Uh, You know, I go to a Saluki game on occasion. Maybe. I can't.
0: I just have bad memories. It was the day of the double doink, and it was an early, oh. uh, early morning. You drove up the morning of the game. It was 11 a.m. Oh. Sitting up there for Illinois Northwestern, and hearing hers just shriek the whole game oh. rings your ears. It's it's terrible. Then I do my do my coverage. Go to a establishment and watch the Bears, and. Uh, <laughs> What was worse, the scream or the double doink? I had a headache going into the Bears game already. <laughs> I may have had a beer or two to to calm that a little bit, but then the, the double doink happened, and then I just I drove home. So um, I got two quick things for you on basketball. Yeah,
1: let's do that. Damask, uh, for both of you guys, the first one, before I talk about Derek getting called out. Uh, Damask. Is it becoming a little worrisome with the turnovers and such, or is it just ah, we're good? I think I'm more of the ah, we're good.
0: I think they're still, clean it up. I think they're still good. I mean, it's still a very efficient offense for the most part. He can he can make better decisions, for right? no, right, no right. doubt about it. You look at it: the last three games, he had five turnovers against Maryland, four against Michigan, three against Rutgers. hasn't has gone back into a situation where he's not shooting the three. I mean, he's only twenty. 21, 22% from three on the season. It's weird. That, I that's a different conversation beyond the turnovers. I'll but be honest
1: with you. That's the one time I've noticed that the Valley and the Big Ten, like the athletes are just diff- a little bit different. I mean, let's be honest. And it seems as though Damask really hasn't had very many just wide open kind of catch and shoot threes, to be honest with you. He did early in the year, it seemed, but not anymore. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm troubled a little bit by that, but – you know, he's taken some kind of heat check threes and he's made a couple, obviously. He made a big one in uh the game that he was outstanding and you came back and won that. But it's one of those where I'm like, I just don't think he's getting the kind of wide open looks that he got more so at Southern when it comes to that. Because his three point percentage was always pretty good at SIU. And I, I think a little bit more of that is that these are being defended a little better in closeouts and yeah. than he was at SIU.
0: Yeah, he was a 35% three-point shooter last year, 35% the year before that. So uh, in the Valley was pretty efficient at a mm-hmm. high volume, at a guy that had a lot of the attention of defenses, but it is a different circumstance. Not that he hasn't missed some open ones or clean sure, looks that he sure. normally would have made. Agree. But uh, to a 217's point, on the u of i line link text line he says i love damask but the last few games he's been a little slow at recognizing the trap and has spent a little too much time dribbling which has led to several turnovers can't complain too much because he's still been scoring and assisting he has i think just shannon's presence returning will make it harder for defenses to key on damask as much that's fair i know brad has said here recently yeah we don't run a lot through shannon but i don't think that's entirely true. Like, they put him in ball screens a decent amount. At least they did prior to him going out. And just being able to balance that with not every possession has to be a booty ball possession. Right. Not to say that you should be moving away from it, but that can just take some of the the burden off of Damascus at times. And I, I'm not too concerned about it right now. Kyle? No, I'm not
2: either. I think you can kind of see an adjustment going on for him where – Early on, I think he was getting those one-on-one matchups with smaller guys, and now I think defenses are trying to change up the way they defend him a little exactly. bit. A little bit more aggressive, trying to force it out of his hands, and he's has to get used to that now, and I think that's where some of the turnover issues are coming from. But you even still see, even in, in these games where he's turned it over, he's still made a huge impact. Big, and, yeah, yeah. I think he's gotten a lot better since the beginning of the year as a passer too, which I've liked a lot. So I'm not concerned about him. I I don't know if the three-point shot's ever going to come back around okay. for him. But I, I I, I agree. I think having Shannon back, I think you'll start to see him have a couple more of those bigger games because teams going to be a little bit more hesitant to exactly. aggressively play him and leave Shannon in an isolation situation where he can go to work.
1: Well said. I think Damask's input on three-point, Land is going to come in the Elite Eight game, and he's going to hit a big one to get you to the Final Four. Did you, Derek Piper, true or false, get called out by Coleman Hawkins on Twitter?
0: <laughs> um, I I don't know if it was a call out. He what, didn't. What, what
1: did he say? I forget. I'm uh, just kidding you.
0: AOO. So laughing my butt off, off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then he said, "We live in," which I, I don't know.
1: He didn't. We have to go to our. We'll have to go to Andrew Tate to find Andrew out. Andrew Tate or what Hans is, D, one of the two. Goodness, we're living. Are we living? We living. Okay, I don't know what that means. I just
0: don't think he appreciated me diagramming the fact that the last <laughs> handful of games, centers have put up good good numbers against the line, which I know that Brad said after the game. Part of it, by design, right. was them to I love Coleman. guard one-on-one with Cliff Amore. I just think. And it's I didn't have any commentary on man Coleman's doing a bad job inside Coleman should not play the five <laughs> anything like that. I just i I say this pretty what much you joking it was fact. yeah, it was fact it, it had no opinion on it. but uh I say this jokingly i I have thick thick skin I've had to have right. that, which of course players have to, they have it way worse. oh they catch so much crap on on social media. I just hope this quote tweet from Coleman, ages better than the one that he had last year when he quote tweeted me. Uh-oh, what was that? Uh, about the vibes being off and everything Oh, like that. that's right, and, and that's he, right. He had the crying emojis. And, yeah, he was um, wrong on that one. He was wrong, and uh, hopefully this doesn't mean that Illinois will get killed at the wrong time by a, a bruising center inside. Coleman's playing as a stretch four, playing a five. I think the best way to attack a high-level defender in Coleman is to throw it to the block and yep. make him defend Maryland that. did that and um, worked
1: great. I sometimes just don't understand why you don't switch Coleman and Gary A. Quincy is a stronger dude. I I just, I don't get that. I mean, what's the difference in height? An inch?
0: Maybe two. Or two inches? I think 6'8 versus 6'10, yeah.
1: I just, like, to me, like when Reese from Maryland was banging Coleman, I don't know why you can't switch Gary A and and say, all right, We'll try to get through him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I get confused on that. But again, I think you're right. I think Brad is like, we're gonna let that big man do what he wants, and we're gonna shut the three point that's, line off. And
0: that's what he said. But my counter for the Rutgers game was they are literally one of the worst shooting teams right. in the country. Yeah, They're I, horrendous offensively. The
1: only thing that the only chance they had in that game was for Cliff to go off. Right. I had heard that like they didn't want the big guards of Rutgers to. Well, I'm sorry, but, like, Mag or whatever yeah, his name is. Yeah, you mentioned
0: Mag and Derek Simpson. They and...
1: don't do much to scare me. Like, no. So, they should I don't. Simpson, they should not Simpson's a pretty good little player. Yeah, he's fine. Pretty good shooter, you he's know. He's
0: good. He's decent. decent. All right, got to catch a break. Yes. Last one, and then we'll wrap the show. Parlay time. Yeah. Stick with us. This well. is The Drive.
2: I'm Justin Ike, co-owner of Fred's Plumbing, Heating, Air Conditioning, Electric, and Underground.
4: So Justin, tell me what you see as typical when it comes to sewer repair. Give me a scenario.
2: Your sewer's backed up and somebody comes along and says, you need this repair for X amount of dollars. Here's my price. And you don't think to go looking for another company or a second opinion
5: because you don't feel like you have time.
4: So is it possible you might get charged a little more because it's kind of a desperate moment? Do some companies do that?
5: Oh, well, absolutely they will. They know you're in a
2: pinch typically if you call us me or will can be out there within an hour to look at that problem
5: for you whether you call me first you call me second make sure you give me a call
4: anything else justin
5: you can always trust freds
4: great to know thank you that's justin Aink, the co-owner of freds plumbing heating and air conditioning electric and underground if you want more information about this great 45-year family-owned company just go to fredscu.com that's fredscu.com
5: ever-changing real estate market, it is so important to work with experienced agents like Russ and Nick Taylor with the Taylor teams at Taylor Realty Associates. They have the knowledge and expertise to get your home sold for the most amount of money in the shortest amount of time. Trust the experience and success of Russ and Nick Taylor with the Taylor team at Taylor Realty Associates. Give them a call today at 217-355-0700 or visit them online at taylorboys.com. That's taylorboys.com. Hi, I'm Tyler Weaver, president of Carpet Weaver's Flooring and Furniture Gallery. It's time to come home to Carpet Weaver's. We don't want you to just like your new floors, we want you to love them. From waterproof floors and carpet, to furnitures and design advice, we've got a team of experts on your side. We'll get you the best price and the best quality products. And complete your home with furniture and accessories. Buy it all with free financing too. Come home to Carpet Weaver's, where floors, furniture, and family meet.
4: Illini fans taste what's special about Jets Pizza by ordering any of their specialty pizzas for $5 off. That's right, $5 off on all specialty pizzas like the barbecue chicken pizza. Chicken grilled to perfection, premium mozzarella, bacon, red onion, and barbecue sauce all piled onto Jets' amazing crust made from dough they make fresh every day. There's also their super special all-meaty chicken bacon ranch and more all $5 off. Make your day special and order a Jets specialty pizza for $5. This is a
5: familiar a sound in Illinois. Cold snap grappling with heavy snowfall, while bracing themselves
4: for a significant winter storm. The snow will come, but you need to go to work, to school, to the store, to care for family. When the weather's rough, you need a vehicle that's tough. Sarah of Champaign wants to put you in an Outback, Forester, Crosstrek, or Ascent. There are so many reasons why a Subaru SUV is the best vehicle to drive during winter months. Standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, vehicle dynamics control, 8.7 inches of ground clearance, and available X mode for when the snow is extra deep. That adds up to performance and safety. Don't wait for the next storm warning. If you have to get where you're going, no matter the weather, see the huge selection and great deals at Sarah Subaru today. Route forty five in Savoy or online at Sarah When you make the right decision, it feels good, like picking the perfect accent rug or choosing a good night's sleep over an all-night crime show binge. It feels really good to make the right insurance decision, too. That's why State Farm agent Kurt Linshaw is right here in Champaign-Urbana to help you select the right protection at the right price. Kurt will make sure you understand your State Farm coverages so you'll know what to expect if the unexpected happens. Just call him when you want the real deal. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. (laughs)
1: Guys, workers,
0: finishing up the show here on the drive with Sam Piper. Got a segment that will not take very long at all. Uh oh. So people on the podcast after the Rutgers win, people are fired up, man. They talked. You mentioned earlier, you know, Damascus hit the three, and the Elite Eight to go to the Final Four. I was told by a couple of fans on Jeremy and I's YouTube pod that this team would run the 2020-2021 Illini team off the floor. Your thoughts in two minutes. Give me that team again. Io, Kofi, Trent Frazier. No. Jacob Grandison, Adam Miller, Georgie Bashanishvili, Andre Curbello as a freshman.
1: No, you're not running. DeMonte it. Williams. You're not running anybody that has any team that has Io, Kofi, and Trent. You're not running. It wasn't that the year DeMonte couldn't miss?
0: Yeah. It was, yeah.
2: It no, was.
1: you're not running that. I'm not saying you couldn't beat that team, but no, Kyle, they're not running them. Out the gym. That's crazy. We live Run in them. Run
2: them off the court is crazy. That's that's a little disrespectful. <laughs> I'm you glad you guys are in support of wow. my opinion.
0: I said it was crazy.
2: I will say, though, like, you, you should almost do a segment one we day. We should of, have. Like, I, I threw this on you guys way too. Throwing the two lineups together because I think there's a couple really fun matchups Hell, wasn't there.
1: Coleman on both?
2: Yeah. <laughs> get Col- Coleman gets to play for this year's team now because he, he played so like right, five right. He was only a freshman right. that year. Well, and, we
0: could ask him what he thinks. A lot of uh opportunity to play yeah no no
1: wisconsin at minnesota tonight the badgers line fans obviously cheering even if it ruins my ESPN high stevie parlay i'm pulling for minnesota
0: yeah at but the barn only it's... a two and a half point spread but i like the badgers as well yeah
1: who's this clismet kid or clismet yeah. that all of a sudden is scoring 28 now for wisconsin where, where do they get these people i don't know <sighs> I hope his face is okay after getting elbowed by Indiana. I think they're AI robots. Must be. I think the state of Wisconsin has known for years how to do that, and they just make these robots that are really good at shooters. Well, Indiana hasn't figured out the code on these <laughs> shooters. So, uh, where needs to be playing? By the way, can we get him back? Yeah, he wasn't a boot in that
0: game, but uh, you need you need him
1: back for the fantasy squad, I imagine. I'm five and zero, by the way. Good for you. Well, Lucas and I are 5-0. Oh. Yeah. I had to bring in a young kid for GM duties. <laughs> I, had to, I had to get some youth involved. All right, we're late. Right,
0: we're, we're late. Thank you, too. Oh, oh,
2: come on. I'm always on the... Do Drop it! This. I know what you can't.
4: Absolutely <laughs> nobody!
0: Hey, you got both. All right, we're out. Talk to you tomorrow. This is the draft.